Hello everybody, and welcome to the Gaming But It Would Cost Podcast. I'm joined today by myself, you know, Mighty, the alien man who, I don't know, does this for fun. And my co-host, Nobody Nobody, because the man he's owned by the military is currently deployed, aka he's owned by the military, can't really help that one. Hope you're sleeping well, brother. And then James is dealing with family stuff, so... You've got only me today. Let's see if I can still keep the uh, keep it as entertaining without my two, you know, 500 IQ co-hosts that make me not look as dumb on camera. But we're gonna jump right into it since it's just me and I can't, you know, mess around and talk to air. Although that would be kind of funny. There's a few things that we want to touch on before we get into our interview today. Uh, number one is, as everybody knows, we are sponsored by Dubby. Dubby Energy. Great energy drink. You can use code 90 for 10% off. Yes, I'm a shameless plug, and no, I will not stop. But they are actually running a charity right now where if you buy a shaker, uh, a specific shaker, for every shaker bought, they'll plant a tree. Shakers are $12.99, or I don't know what that is in euros because I'm not a conversion machine. But you can use code 90 for an additional 10% off. Uh, on your shaker, as well as they have their starter pack out right now, as well as a few other cubs. I personally recommend both Dragon Aid and Galaxy Grenade. Galaxy Grenade may or may not be my favorite, but hey, we're not playing favorites. They also just released uh, two new hoodies. So, if you would like a Dubby Slime hoodie or the Sad Boy 2.0 hoodie, it is there just for you. And moving on to the actual games, because that's how that works. We're gaming, but at what cost? So, you know, you have to kind of game. We are talking about God of War Ragnarok. Now, this was supposed to be James's section, because he said he was going to leave me forever while he played the game. Also, like, a week and a half, but... It's, uh, it's roughly about a month away now, and you got Kratos and Boy. And on their new adventure, it was a... Uh, a lot of people know that it was revealed in uh, 2021 during the PS5 showcase, but it is finally coming. There's apparently also a collector's edition set with a new limited edition DualSense controller, so if you don't already have that PS5, you have it now. So, uh, as, well, what, what, I think I'm on GameSpot here reading, no, Games Radar, reading out some things for you guys. So, together, father and son must face impending Ragnarok, the legendary Norse version of an apocalypse, which, uh, I mean, just go watch Thor Ragnarok. It was a funny movie, but, I mean, I don't think it had anything to do with anything remotely Norse. See, I'm already stumbling my words. You guys know this isn't gonna, this is gonna be a fun episode for the pure reason that I just struggle with speaking English most of the time, and just cannot speak normally. So this is just going to be a fun episode, because I'm by myself. But, uh, facing the enemies they made in God of War, like Freya, as well as new ones like Thor, which, you know, everybody's going to love some Thor. I hope everybody isn't expecting Marvel Thor. That would be, that would be something. But the story will take place across the Nine Realms. You only saw six in God of War. Adding, uh, you know, 
I would pronounce these, but for sake of looking dumb, I'm just gonna not. But there are new characters. Oh god, now that was getting into new characters, and I can't read that either. You you would think you know that I run a podcast, and I I'm pretty professional about it that I would go through and like read the names and make sure I get them right. But I don't. I'm not as smart as I seem. The brains behind it are really just Dragon James. But, uh, I think the release date is within uh, a few weeks. Uh, I think it's actually coming up, if I'm not mistaken. And we're going to move on to something that I know absolutely nothing about, except for a little bit. But, you know... Goat Sim, I remember when it came out, it was this giant, massive, fun game, it was funny, you know, stuff like that. I remember it, I played a good bit of it. Well, they're releasing a Goat Sim 3. I feel like I'm the only person who didn't realize there is a Goat Sim 2. And now they're dropping a third, which will be available on Epic Games, Xbox, and PS4. So, Goat Sim is a brand new third-person sandbox adventure game in which you get to become the literal goat. It's literally Goat Simulator. If you weren't the literal goat, I mean, technically, you can be not a goat. Because I see, like, a pig here and a giraffe and a rhino. I don't know. Goat Sim is something. But just like the first Goat Simulator, you'll need to headbutt, lick, and triple jump your way across this giant island of sand and Gora, this time with all new areas, challenges, and events to discover. You see, I think the most appealing part of Goat Sim was the fact that it is just so utterly brain dead that I it's it's just so much fun. I think I've spent too many hours playing Goat Sim. Too many hours. Way too many hours. Or maybe not enough. I guess it depends on how you look at it. I mean, I have like three or 4,000 hours in Siege. God, that game makes me sad. But, you know, it's still fun. Goat Sim has always been fun. Even when it's just oddly makes no sense. But, uh, apparently, Goat Sim 3 will let you gather a herd of friends and wreak havoc on the world together. I don't know if that means it's multiplayer or you just, like, recruit some Skyrim companion type of stuff, but I don't know. It seems fun. Goat Simulator is always fun. I'm just repeating what I already said. As you guys can tell, I know what I'm doing. I'm a professional. I am a professional. But, as we're moving on more into the actual part of the podcast that everybody comes for, not me just explaining stuff in the absolute worst way possible, we're going to jump into our quick sponsor segment. Thank you for Gobbly for sponsoring this episode of the podcast, or I guess the entire podcast as a whole. Yeah, thank you for sponsoring this entire podcast as a whole. So, if you or anybody you know is a big time gamer and they can't ever find a good energy drink to keep them going that doesn't have crashes or coffee with some unforeseen 
consequences. There's Dubby. You can try Dubby. 10% off. They have a starter pack going right now. And it'll get you a shaker cup uh, and a pack of both Dragonite and Galaxy Grenade. Like I said, those are the two that I prefer. I think Dr Galaxy Grenade is probably the best energy drink that I ever tasted. But it's a jitterless gaming formula with a patented neural factor that won't lead to any crashes. You'll get that boost in energy without the terrible crash. But you're wondering, you know, what about the sugar and what about the calories? There is none. It's completely friendly. I can I can read off the label right here. It's got vitamin C, vitamin B3, vitamin B6, and vitamin B12, as well as a few different uh, caffeine things, as well as the neurofactor, but no calories, no sugar. But what about malodextrin, fillers, artificial colors, stuff like that? None. And for people who are on a diet, a keto diet, diet, hmm. See, this is why I'm not allowed to run something by myself, because my English just lived in America all my life. Well, that's not true. I had a short stint where I... That's getting into a whole different thing. Let me just finish this segment so we can get on to the man who's patient here later. But, you know, keto-friendly, that's all you need to know. And if you're worried about the caffeine... Or you don't want the narrow factor, there's tubs for that too. There's a hydration blend as well as a full caffeine blend that doesn't have the narrow factor. And uh, there's all different types of tubs. Well, if you're wondering, well, a full tub is kind of a commitment, what if I don't like it? Like I said, and it's a little expensive, like I said, I have a code for 10% off. That's code 90, N I T 3E. E E E N I T E E E. That is three E's, and there's a starter pack, which, like I said, contains a shaker and two packets of Dubby. Which uh, I think I don't know if it rotates, but I know it's Dragonade and uh, and Galaxy Grenade, which I love. And now moving on to the point where, you know, everybody actually enjoys, you know, the part that people come for, not for me talking and bumbling all my words and sounding like an just a very smart individual. I'm going to introduce our guest for this week's podcast. Well, yes, the guest for this week's podcast, Dead Zone Plays. Welcome to the podcast. How are you on this fine Great. afternoon? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm glad that you wanted to come on. You know, I kind of kind of threw it out there, and somebody was like, "Yeah, I'll do that." I'm glad you have. Well, how about you uh, introduce yourself? Who are you, Mister Dead Zone Plays? Um, Dead Zone Plays. My real name is Christian Blanchard. Uh, I'm a streamer, father, and a gamer. You and James would get along perfectly, minus the streamer part. Father of two children. I think one's three, and the other one's coming up on a year, or just hit a year. You know, he's one of my closest friends, yet I can't remember his kid's birthdays. I remember the rough age, but that's about it. Oh, if those ages are right, they'll get along perfect. I've got a three-year-old little girl and a son who's about nine months. Yeah. It looks like you're on the same track he is. 
Uh, I can guarantee he is probably younger than you are. Sometimes he's not very bright, but I love those kids to death. Yeah, I'm only 23, so. I think you might only be a year older than him. I think he's 22. Actually, I take that back. I turned 24 last month. I am not good at keeping up with my ages. I'm not good at keeping up with anything. I mean, you heard me bumble through that entire intro. Oh, I didn't even realize it was my birthday until, like, two days before. That's kind of how it goes. The only reason I remember my birthday is it's four days. It's four days and a month after Christmas. So I'm just in the time frame to get both birthday and Christmas. Just perfectly in that time frame. But, you said you were a streamer. How long have you been streaming? So, technically, I've been streaming for five years. Um, but I've only been done probably a total of one year of total stream time. I had to take a, about a three and a half year break from streaming to get some things figured out in my life. Yeah, I get that. I've been streaming for just about as long. I think I'm the, I think I just passed five, or I'm either coming up on six, one of the two. It was before Twitch was a big platform I was streaming on Twitch. I very much, I've been streaming for a very long time, and like you said, uh, it's not consistently over five years. I've been taking breaks. I mean, I hit a feel, affiliate, affiliate? Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. I'm a podcast host and i can't even speak english i hit affiliate and took a uh, took like a nine eight month break because my mental health just went downhill and i never kind of returned to that glory i mean i've been streaming for ages but together i probably only streamed a year to a year and a half but you know you said you've been streaming for five years, so what made you want to stream all that time ago? So honestly, uh, the whole reason I started streaming to begin with was because a bunch of friends of mine were trying to get into the Call of Duty Competitive League and playing games on game battles and stuff like that. You kind of have to have proof if something happens in a match that seems suspicious, such as hacking and stuff like that. So we began streaming our matches just to get it out there. And eventually we started gaining actual followers and chat interactions and we all just loved it. So we continued to do it from there. Yeah. I started my, uh, the only thing that I've ever done professionally gaming wise was, well, I've done two things professionally. I played Overwatch for a very long time professionally. I say a very long time, it was only two seasons, but that's a long time when you're a 14 year old kid. I refuse to oh, touch yeah. Overwatch 2. Although I have played it and I've placed on my two different accounts, I refuse to play that game anymore. It makes me sad. It makes oh, me I love so Overwatch 2. Unbelievably sad. I love the game. I just hate the fact that they took Overwatch 1 from me. Not to mention, yeah. everybody's like, yay, no more loot boxes. And I don't think I could be sadder that there weren't loot boxes anymore. Yeah, no, loot boxes actually made the game more interesting to me. Exactly. Why would it's I pay like, $20 for three-year-old skin? Exactly. Blizzard is scamming the hell out of everybody who didn't have the game. Yeah. 
Love you, Blizzard. I really don't. I really just despise Blizzard. If you go through my Twitter feed leading up to Overwatch 2, it's just all fuck Blizzard burn in hell. Blizzard will never endorse me. I get it. I don't want to be endorsed by Blizzard. I, I somewhat agree, but uh, Blizzard, if you're if you're listening, feel free to hit me up with a sponsorship. I will be more than happy to take one. It's like, you know, <laughs> I feel kind of iffy about you, but uh, <laughs> you want to you sponsor me? Well, look, I don't like you, but we can definitely work something out. Yeah, we could figure out, you know, name your price. I could, you know, put on a smile just for just you. for. Even just for like 300 bucks a month, I'll just stop talking bad about you. Does that sound good? Yeah, do a little corporate payoff for me. Well, like you said you were streaming your Call of Duty matches. Well, I, you kind of answered a question I was going to ask. You know, what made you come back for your second and third stream? It's because you were competitively playing Call of Duty. You didn't really have, well, I guess you did have a choice, but. Well, so interestingly enough, um, since I've come back to streaming as of the last, honestly, probably three months, I don't actually play Call of Duty anymore. You know, don't blame you. Although, I won't lie to you. The minute Modern Warfare dropped, I bought it out of just pure, pure pressure from my group. And I already have platinum pistols. I'm a menace to society with pistols. I'm popping leaderboards with pistols and pissing people off. So I firmly believe that I will go back to it when Warzone 2 drops, but the state of uh, Warzone right now is just in such a bad place that I refuse to play it. And I'm consistently in the top 0.5 to 1% of players in the world for Verdansk, Rebirth, and Caldera. But it's just at the point where I don't get any enjoyment out of playing Warzone anymore. Which is sad, because it was one of my favorite games for years. Yeah, I used to be really good at Rebirth. And then I stopped playing. But I'm ready for this DMZ mode. It's either going to be yes. really, really fun and infuriating, or really, really just pissing you off at every second. Because I See, love my... Tarkov. I love watching Tarkov. But I also feel that God is somehow going to Fuck this up so royally. See, that's one of the things that I honestly hope for. I love Escape from Tarkov. I love The Division and The Division 2. My only issue is that Escape from Tarkov is such a slow-playing game if you're not with friends that it's more just a loot simulator than it is a looting first-person shooter. So if they do it right... The DMZ mode will be amazing. If they just try to exactly copy Tarkov, it is going to go downhill very fast. Oh, well, let's hope Activision uses the brain. Please. I mean, we've had how many years of them completely throwing their brain out the window in every update, so... Yeah, that is very true. I have lost I'm not. Things. I'm not sure... Now, what I am excited for is, uh, did you see the announcement from Treyarch uh, about a month ago? I didn't. So they are making a new Advanced Warfare, and supposedly they're bringing back Blackout. Rumors. 
No, they have officially confirmed that they are making a relaunch of Advanced Warfare. The rumor is the Blackout. Ah, I see. It's it's believed they're going to bring it back because unanimously across the board, anyone who actually played Blackout has agreed that it is significantly better than Warzone. I feel like Blackout was really fun, but it was also extremely aggravating. When someone oh, off drops, yes. got all that they ever needed, but you drop and you find a fucking sog on the ground and nothing else. Yeah, my favorite thing was to get in the helicopter and run around and just mess with other teams. Half the time I didn't even try to get kills. Oh yes, I was the pilot. Yes. Well, what's an aspiration you have for your streaming career now that you came back and, you know, you're taking it, uh, you're looking at it in a different light? The short-term goals, um, I do want it to at least help support my gaming addiction for now. Um, long-term, if I can be some famous streamer that can make that their one and only job, that would be great, but... It's not exactly something that I need for myself. Now, I think everybody sat down and was like, yeah, I want to be this big streamer or something like that. I remember as a child, it's always like, yeah, I'm going to grow up and make Minecraft videos and live in a mansion with all my friends. Oh, yeah. No, when I first started streaming, which I also think this is part of the reason why I never took off the first time. Because after I got used to doing it, my sole reason for doing it was to try and get famous. And when you're trying to do something like that on a platform like Twitch, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm going to just interject something here. I, you were the first person out of the group of people that I've interviewed that isn't directly related to the first person I interviewed. Yet I'm still going to have to bring her up. Great. Amazing person. I don't know if you personally know who her, uh, who she is. But just an amazing streamer. I, she got affiliated in a week. And I found that completely insane. Yeah, so I've... So I'm part of a couple of different groups on Facebook and... Uh, Team Magic and this W server and everything. One thing I've noticed that just baffles my mind is it seems like if you're a female, you have the ability to get affiliated almost instantly. Even without trying to sexualize yourself in any kind of way. It just seems like women do significantly better in the streaming and gaming world than most men do. And as much as I hate yeah. to agree with that, I kind of do. And it's not for the reason that, like, oh, they're sexualizing themselves or anything like that. Right. Them just existing on the platform usually leads to, ma especially if, they, if they're brave enough to, like, show their face. Most people will fall head over heels just because it's a woman. Oh, exactly. Like... So most of the people on Twitch have this fantasy of the gamer e-girl that they can just chill and play games with all day. 
when you're a guy trying to stream, it is so oversaturated with men that you have to be special to get anywhere. And it's I not back in the day Mixer was still the big thing and Twitch was brand new and barely anyone used it. To, to be a guy on Twitch, there are three things that you have to fall in, or three, let me rephrase that. You have to fall in within these three things in order to do anything on Twitch. You either have to be funny, you have to be very good at the game you play, or you have to build some type of brand around yourself that people want to associate with. Exactly. And unfortunately for most streamers, you have to be at least two of those things. For example, like I was saying, I am amazing at Warzone, top 0.5% in the world. Being good at Warzone was not enough to get me any followers other than friends and family members. And as unfortunate as that is, that is just the sad reality of streaming in general even youtube content creation is that you have to usually have you have because to only be one of them you have to be exceedingly good at one of them yeah you have to be like the best in the world even for you to reach affiliate status on twitch because I got affiliated because I was the only person playing Payday and playing Deathwish on Payday and doing stealth mission after stealth mission with no fails. That's the only that's what I attribute to me being affiliated was that I was very good at Payday and people came to watch that. My computer's bugging out right now. Yeah, I have that effect on electronics sometimes. It is literally just screaming at me, <laughs> power surge on the USB port. I have nothing plugged into my USB. Well, maybe that's the problem. Yeah, power surge for it <laughs> existing. But with on that, that you would like to, you know, of course, grow and then feed your gaming addiction that a lot of us have. Do you plan to expand your brand if you start to see success from it? Oh, definitely. Um, like I said before, while I'm not actively working towards Twitch being my primary job, if it's something that I can do, I am going to jump at the opportunity for several reasons. Like, I don't necessarily care about the fame, but I, anyone who enjoys video games, if you give them the opportunity to play video games for a living... 8 to 10 hours a day, 5 days a week, and do whatever they want from their house, they're probably going to take it. Yeah, there's a whole lot of people that if you said you can make your job playing video games all day, they would take in a heartbeat. If it was enough to sustain them and sustain their addiction to gaming, they'd take in it an instant. Because that is just something that we in inherently feel. Because even with even when I'm not streaming, I'm still putting in, you know, eight to ten hour days playing my game, sometimes more if it's a weekend and I don't work at all, or I don't have, like, a podcast that I need to set up or record or anything like that. I'll just sit there and play my games whether or not I'm alone. Like, if I'm alone, I'll turn my music all the way up, and I'll just sit and grind for six, seven hours without even processing. 
Oh, exactly. I don't know how many times I've not been able to sleep at night for some various reason, and I go and hop on Minecraft and just farm stuff for four hours before finally getting tired enough to go back to sleep and not even realize that I was on there for that long. Yeah, I felt that many, 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 many times. But I also feel like... Uh, uh, I'm going to show... Uh, this, I'm going to show chat real uh, Well, the YouTube streaming, and I'll read it out to everybody else in a second. But uh, just to interrupt the podcast, uh, James says, Hello, podcast. Sorry, I couldn't make it. However, I do love you guys, and I'll be back next episode. So that is James for everyone. He unfortunately could not make it for fam- uh, familial reasons, but at least he loves us enough to say hi and apologize. Dragon's just deployed in the middle of nowhere right now, I think. I don't know, but we love Dragon, owned by the government or not. Well, leading on to our next question, what does your community mean to you? For the people that keep on coming back and keep on chatting and keep talking, what does that mean to you? Honestly, um... My community has definitely helped me with a lot. For example, um, for the last year, I've been working a job where I don't have the time to do anything outside of work. And the few times I do, I don't have the energy to go and hang out with friends or anything. So I've actually lost contact with most of my friends. And my Twitch community is pretty much the only contact outside of my friend uh my family that i get to interact with other people that share the same interest as me so they have definitely helped me through a lot of things that they don't even realize they've helped me through and i i kind of agree with that some people in my chat whether they're you know still here or not have helped me through unbelievably hard times i mean I, I couldn't thank them enough. And even just this podcast, it's not like wildly successful out of the box and it's doing these amazing, great numbers. It's doing decently. And that makes me so overjoyed to see that somebody, people out there, consume this media that I'm putting out and enjoy it enough to come back and watch a new episode. And right. I couldn't be... Thank more thankful for that that people actually want to come on and watch it or you know want to come on and be a part of it that means the absolute world to me yeah one of the amazing things that basically non-gamers don't realize about video games and twitch or trovo or whatever you stream or post on is how much one viewer can change someone's complete mindset either about themselves or about their day or what's going on with their life even just like a kind message like ggs you played well or something like that can completely change somebody's entire mood and day exactly people don't really like it's not the same for bigger streamers and bigger content creators 
because of the absolute masses that watched him. But for somebody small like us, just that one person stopping by and saying hi, or just that one person dropping a follow because you played well, means the uh, just means the world to us. Right. Well, and I even seem say uh, I even beg to differ a little bit with large streamers and content creators. Um, I don't know how many times I've seen a video made by Markiplier calling out individual fans and followers that he has literally said, look, you guys have been with me from the beginning. You guys have saved my life on multiple occasions, whether you've realized it or not. So I think even when you are big and have millions of followers and views a day, it can still completely change your day. No, I see that point of view, and you have changed me. I agree with you. I feel like that dude sitting with the coffee mug. Blank. Changed my mind. Yeah. Well, as everybody knows, we're now sponsored by Dubby, but we're not the only ones. So, as a fellow Dubby creator, what made you choose Dubby? Uh, honestly, I kind of chose it on a whim. One of my friends had become a uh w affiliate and he gave me his code to try it out and i loved the dragonade ha it, i knew somebody else loved the dragonade oh the dragonade is the best flavor there is right now i don't know i and, think galaxy grenade beats it just by just by a hair because it reminds me of the old invisible kool-aid yeah see i don't like the galaxy aid for whatever reason um it just tastes off to me i also have your taste buds compared to most people, though. And I really love lemonade. No, to each his own. I'll tell yeah. you, if I ever get to that point where they tell me I can make my own flavor, I already have it down pat. We had, uh, we actually discussed this a few days ago, me and all my co-hosts, on what our, what the flavor should be. We can't come up with a name because Galaxy Grenade works oh so perfectly for me. Because I'm an alien. What's better than Galaxy Grenade? But yeah, I, I figured out my flavor that I wanted. And oh, we were also thinking of doing Saturn's rings and having the flavor be peach rings. But they already have beach and peach. Can't do that one either. Like, damn you guys for being such good at creating good flavors. But I've decided that I, I, I want to do either a... A mango limeade or like galactic frost and it be like white cherry something oh i the one i would do by far is a cranberry apple lemonade and i'd call it headshot oh that is perfect oh that is perfect. very few people would probably like that flavor but if they gave me the option and they would do it i would that's exactly what I'd pick. I think that sounds perfect, though. Cranberry apple lemonade. I actually, now that you say that out loud, that makes me think that sounds really, really good. Right? Like, it's... Cranberry apple's a big thing, at least in some communities. Lemonade's awesome. Why not mix them? I, I love it. I love it. 100% I love it. Well... As your name is Dead Zone Plays, what made you 
to the name Dead Zone Players? Was it a gamer tag that you decided to stick with or something you just came up with? So, way back in the Black Ops 2 days... Black Ops I 2, I was third in the world for Diamond yeah. Pistols. That is my biggest flex of COD of all time. I was top 100 uh, quickscoping snipers in the world and competed against FaZe regularly. Um, but back in the day, uh, I joined a gaming community called KSI. And their only rules when you joined is that you had to completely change your username. And I couldn't think of anything. And my teammates said, well, anytime we do anything that isn't sniper-based, you're dead most of the time. So we're going to call you Dead Zone from now on. Ha. Perfect. And I just went with it. So my name on Xbox for about four years was KSI Daddy Dead Zone. I love it. Yeah, my name doesn't have as much bling to it. When I first started streaming, I think it was 2017. So right when Fortnite came out, I was a big time TAC user. The tactical shotgun was my bread and butter. You couldn't catch me dead if I had one. So my name was Tack Shot for a long time, but I feel like it was missing something. So I just took the end of Fortnite, N-I-T-E, I added two more E's and changed my name to Tack Shot Nighty. And then that was too much, so I changed it to T.S. Nighty. And then that just didn't roll off the tongue well, so I finally landed on my name, Nighty TV. I don't have as much of a glory story, it's just Fortnite. That it's not a bad background, I just, I will say now, I would not tell people when you get big that's where your name comes from, because I feel like you might run into some issues with uh, Fortnite. <laughs> If they copyright N-I-T-E, I don't know how to feel anymore. You know what? I'll tell them that they copyrighted me because I remember posting on Twitter one day that I was going to go play Fortnite and then all of a sudden in season five, there was a food truck by that same name. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, my issue might be, um, apparently, I found this out after I'd been streaming for a while, Dead Zone is the name of a copyrighted Marvel, uh, realm. So, I may have issues with Marvel if I get too big, but we'll see what happens. I don't think, well, I mean, yeah. it is Marvel. You know what? Yeah, We're it, just it's Marvel. Stop incriminating yeah. ourselves and move on to the next question. Oh, I'm I'm getting ready to trademark the full Dead Zone plays name, so we'll see if any issues come up right then and there. But well, now that if you if everything keeps going the way it's going, and you know you slowly start to build up again, do you plan on releasing a merch line within, let's say, the next? a uh, year or so actually yes um i'm in the middle of developing merch right now and if you go to my twitch channel i actually have a couple of different things you can do to get entered into a giveaway for free merch when i launch it hmm. well, looks like i might have to pay another visit to your twitch channel give me some free merch yeah 
so far very few people have actually followed through with the steps you take so as of right now you will probably get some form of free merchandise All right. but we're working on a hoodie a raincoat t-shirt and a hat right now uh i claim the hat i am a hat fanatic oh, i got you well you said that you played COD a bunch, so would you say that COD was the game that attributed to your success as a streamer? Honestly, no. Um, believe it or not, I actually started gaining more traction as a streamer when I stopped playing Call of Duty and moved over to Apex and Fortnite and uh, the Gotham Knights series that I'm in the middle of right now. I used to be so good at Apex, and then I stopped. Oh, I suck at Apex. Like, I am solid Bronze 4 on Battle Royale and Silver 2 on Arenas. But I've got decent movement, and I'm somewhat funny when I play with other people. Yeah, I think I've been plat like six or seven times. Yeah, I've never been... Uh, my highest ranking on Xbox when I was still an Xbox player and streamer was silver one yeah i used to do tournaments all the time with uh one of my old friends who i don't talk to anymore correction i was an absolute dickwad for a long time because drugs controlled my life so i don't blame him for leaving but uh, i used to play with uh, a dude named rock and then one of my friends shane and we used to just run tournament after tournament so we'd be doing like Three to four tournaments a week and winning almost every single one. So I was sitting there gaining RP at just such a fast rate. And then on top of it, when it was like pub games and we had to play in pubs, I, I just, just 2k damage, 2k damage, three, four, you know, six kills, nine kills. Uh, I think my highest was a 17 kill game with 3200 damage. And that was on Mirage. God. My highest kill game is like five. Well, to be fair, I do spend a lot of time trying to troll other teams. Um, I've actually got a mini series going on right now where I try to kidnap people as Wraith. Ah, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it gets really interesting sometimes. I've only successfully done it once so far. I was actually in a tournament when I got my first 2K bag. It was the second tournament we ever played. And I accidentally picked Wraith because I was going over the characters and accidentally picked her. And I got 2k damage that game. And if anybody was in my chat, then they heard me go absolutely ape shit when that end screen popped up. And I saw that I was at two, uh, 2017 damage. Jesus. I was so mad because it was like the third time I'd ever played Wraith. And I was just losing my mind. But I think I, I think in that season, I got like 40 or 50 wins. I don't think I've ever gotten more than 1,500 damage. I think I currently on my account have 170 or 180 wins. I, I played the ever-loving shit out of Apex. I've got like 10 and I play it at least three times a week. That's uh Yeah, when I tell you I suck at Apex, I mean I suck at Apex. I'm probably bottom ninety-nine percent. 
That's just life sometimes, though. Bottom yeah. 99% most things. But it's a fun game, so I don't care about my KD or ratings or anything on that one. Oh, this is a poorly timed question with the whole dream thing going on, but fuck that, man. I don't even know him. Never heard of him until I was on Twitter one day and the world was losing their minds. I could care less who he is, but as somebody who shows their face on their streams, you know, what made you want to? What what led to it? Because I'm someone um, who has it at all. Yeah. So I've always been told that I have a voice for radio and a face for the movie screen. Yeah, I and just I've get also the... been told that my facial reactions to things, like when I get surprised or pissed off, are hilarious. So I just decided, why not? It's a $70 webcam, and that's all I need. Yeah, people say, oh, yeah, you've got the perfect voice for, like, streaming in a podcast. Ain't nobody said nothing about my face. <laughs> oh, there's, I don't know how many times I've gotten into a Warzone lobby and people go, is that your real voice? I'm like, yeah, why? They go, why are you playing Call of Duty? You should be on the radio right now. Yeah, I'm just glad that I have a podcast just so I can use my voice because I don't, my stream is just so bad. I was like stream every single day for like three months straight. And then I'll set an actual schedule, and I'll keep to that schedule for another month and a half. And then, boom, you get a stream once a year. Yeah, that's, I think, part of the reason that I'm not gaining traction as much as I am is I've set schedules multiple times, and then life happens, so the streams don't. Yeah. Well, what what advice would you give to an aspiring creator scared of backlash for showing her face not me but aspiring creators honestly i can't think of any backlash anyone will get for showing their face no matter how you look you can be extremely ugly and no one is going to care you can be extremely attractive and yeah it'll probably help you out but Honestly, people don't care if your face is on there or not. I think that's a pretty good answer. I like that answer. At the end of the day, do what you want to do. Putting your face on camera for a stream is an entirely confidence-based thing. It's up to you. If you don't feel comfortable doing it, don't do it. If you think you're going to be good at it and you think it the community is going to benefit from it, then do it. Well, what is something you would like to do with your platform? Whether it's the platform you have now or the platform you have in a year's time. What is something you would like to do? Uh, so something I've always wanted to use my platform for is to uh, help in the fight against depression and mental health issues. Uh, back when I was streaming the first time, I actually got a group together to do a 24-hour straight live stream to raise money for uh, the Amer uh, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And, well, that's what this entire podcast is about, is that a lot of gamers, we use games as our mental escape. 
yes. where we can get out of reality and be something else, whether it's Warzone God or the greatest Minecraft builder to touch the face of the earth. We all use it as usually escapes for our own problems. Yes, and uh, unfortunately I have lost several friends that I've met on video games to suicide over the last 15 years or so. And after the first one, I decided that if I ever become famous, I will use my platform to help in that fight. Which I think is amazing, and I wish more streamers would use their platform for that reason. I get that streaming is an extremely lucrative job the minute you gain any traction. But at the same time, I feel I don't feel like enough of our top creators use their influence for good reasons besides gaining their own monetary value. Now, I might have shown some people off with saying that and, you know, lost out on a good fair bit of uh, people to have on the podcast, but I I full-heartedly no, I, believe in it. I completely agree. There's so much more that these major content creators could do to help in what gaming was originally created for. And that was entertainment and escape from the reality you live in. And they're just not doing it because at the end of the day, most of these major streamers are greedy. They are doing it for themselves and they do not have any intentions to help other people. And that's really unfortunate because all of them have a significant power to do so. And which is why I wanted to make this podcast to draw the parallels between even if it's people within the same community, they all have a different way that mental health has affected them and the way that games has either helped, not helped, or been an escape. That's the entire point of this podcast. It's gaming, but at what cost? Not only is the title kind of funny, but it's also calling for, you know, we play games, but at what cost? Right. And we always no, want and... to draw that parallel. Oh, go ahead. Continue. Uh, we just want to draw that parallel. That's That was the end of my thought. Okay, right. Um, and one bit of advice that I don't think is covered enough in the gaming and streaming world is... If you want to become a streamer, do not do it if your only like escape from reality or way to relax is playing video games. Because as soon as you try to make streaming your career or content creation your career, gaming is not going to help you in the same way it did before. You have to have other outlets. Because it's just like every other job. No matter how much you love your job, eventually you will get sick of it and it will not affect you the way it used to. And I, I think I definitely agree on that. And I, we're kind of leading into our questions of, you know, 
what does mental health mean to you personally? Uh, could you elaborate a little more on that question? Like, what is, uh, I guess, what is your, I wouldn't say opinion because that sounds kind of off, but, you know, how has mental health affected your life in the ways you would care to share, not poking and prodding, but, you know, what does mental health and, you know, raising awareness and addressing mental health mean to you? So, um, for one, I have severe ADHD, and as a result of both the ADHD and a decently high intelligence, I have also been struggling with severe depression since I was about 10 years old. Now, gaming has helped me in a lot of ways. It helps me focus some of the feelings and emotions I have, and I have seen it be so many people's only outlets and only way to escape their mental health issues that they're having at the time. And I think it's like medicine. It's it's meant to be good for you, but in moderation. Because if you use gaming as your escape and only as your escape, you're bound to get worse. And that's how I was for a very long time. I still play my games as the escape and play my games because I know it helps. But you have to include other things unless you want... Unless you want yourself... If you want yourself to get better, you have to invest in other things and not just no, you are exactly right. Um, so one of the first friends I actually lost to suicide, uh, he was using video games as his only form of escape and his only form of medication. He refused to get help in any other way. And it did help him for a while. Um, he was able to fight his depression for a good two or three years after he discovered video games, but because he would not get help in any other way, eventually the video games didn't work and the voices in his head got louder than the escape that he was trying to find. Oh, that kind of segues into question as... You and I are both content creators. How do you address mental health and mental health awareness in your own community? Honestly, at the point that I'm at right now, I somewhat do. Um, I'm getting ready to at least attempt to launch a entire segment of my streams that I do every week, every week called a mental health check-in which essentially is bringing people completely anonymously onto the stream to just talk about things going on in their life and to help them have someone to actually talk to about these problems instead of just trying to use video games to forget them. 
I think that is an amazing idea. And yeah, no. My only problem is um, a lot of the people that do have these issues don't necessarily feel comfortable with doing something like that on stream or having other people hear what they're saying because honestly, it's a hard thing to talk about. You know, I went to therapy. Yeah, I was in therapy for many years from it, and it took three years of sitting in this man's office for an hour a week, every week, for me to even start to get to the point where I'm able to open up to him about some of the things that were going on in my head. And I just want to be able to help other people get to the point where they feel okay discussing it, whether it's with a random person you've met on the internet or your friends and family that you live with and see every day. Because no matter who you're talking to, as long as you're talking to someone, well, for the most part, as long as you're talking to someone who's not going to make it worse, it's going to help you. If you are presented with a safe space, most people are scared to speak out because as much as, as bad as it is, you know, when it comes to men, usually it's hide your emotions and deal with them in private because that is how society said it. It's getting a lot better now with, you know, men's mental health activism and us being able to share our feelings a lot more. But for a very long time, we were stuck to, you're not allowed to show emotion. You deal with it in private. Most people are scared to speak about their problems because they feel like they'll be judged or something along those lines. So I have to disagree with that in one way. Honestly, I believe that we are getting at a worse point right now than ever with men's mental health. And I say that because while there are so many people saying you need to talk about it, you're a better man if you can voice these things. At the same time, there are so many people out there that as soon as you voice the things going on with you, they start to use it against you and they start to essentially belittle you for the things you're saying because it's still in people's minds that men are supposed to be the strong protectors and providers. They are not allowed to have these emotions. So I think while we're getting ready to go into a place where it's a lot more accepted, right now, most men don't have a safe place to do what they need to do. And like I said, we can agree to disagree. I agree that there are some, it is not all sunshine and roses for the awareness on men's mental health and people's acceptance. I can agree with you that, you know, they say, oh yes, speak out, talk to us, you know, you'll be the better man for it. But then we'll turn around and not listen or disregard what we say as being overdramatic or something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, 
So it seems more like while, yes, we're getting to a point where people are realizing that we should be talking about it, talking in a lot of cases only helps if the other person is listening. And we're not necessarily at the point yet where the other person that needs to hear what we're going on or we're going through is actually listening to help us. Seems more, at least in my personal experience. I would go more along the lines of listening in an unconditional way without feelings yeah. for each side. Yeah, because that's a better way to say what they're there to just say, oh no, you'll be okay, that's not helpful. Right, yeah. Saying, oh, you're going to be okay, it's all going to be fine. Yeah, that's great, that's but how is it going to be fine? That's putting a band-aid on a gunshot wound. It, yeah. Yes, it may stop something, but it's doing relatively nothing. Right. It's like, listening yeah, it's... and showing you that yes, or not maybe not showing you, but listening and being able to say, you know, you have to get help, not just, oh, it'll be okay. You know, it'll get better. It gets better before it gets... It'll get worse before it gets better. You know, everything will get better eventually. Everything won't get better eventually unless you get that help and have someone there to listen. Right. And what I don't think a lot of people realize is, at least for most of the guys that I know and I'm friends and family with, if a guy is at such a bad point that they are willing to openly talk to you about something like this, it's a severe cry for help. They don't want or need someone to tell them, oh, it's going to be okay, time heals all wounds. They need someone who is going to actually attempt to help them or attempt to help them get the help that they actually need. Because we are still at a point where men bottle up and men are going to do everything they can to avoid either, depending on your mindset, being a burden on the other person or having the other person see that side of you. And I couldn't agree more. I mean, we're getting, like you said, we're getting to a point. I'm not saying we're there yet. We're still ages off. But we're still in the shitter. We're not out of the shit blizzard yet, as Mr. Leahy would say. We're still in the shit blizzard, but we are getting there. Slowly, but we are slowly getting there. Right, and I can't speak for the entire male population, obviously. But i can say that the movement we are starting to make in the ways of men's mental health is a beautiful thing and i think it's going to help a lot of people in the long run as long as the momentum keeps going in the right way wow as much as i've enjoyed this conversation we do need to end, at least on a remotely lighthearted note. I do agree with all your points. We are slowly getting there. I've had a blast talking with you. But we're going to move on to our rapid-fire questions, just to end on a more of a lighthearted note. 
if anybody is struggling with any mental health, uh, the suicide hotline is not for any just, you know, oh, I think I might commit. It's for anything. Well, maybe not anything. Don't call the order of pizza. But the, the If you're having a moment where you need to just talk to someone, do not call the suicide hotline as you may block someone who is in desperate need, but call the national crisis hotline instead. Thank you. Those were my words. Uh, if you didn't know, James has just popped up. He said to, he hasn't said hi, but he just popped up. Thank you, James. But the uh, the suicide hello podcast. Sorry, I was not here for the whole thing. I had prior engagements, family needing me. Also, hello, Dead Zone. I'm a fan. Nice to meet you, sir. You as well. I'm just uh, gonna be quietly listening while I take my commute home. Well, uh, the new number for it is 988. If you are struggling, please reach out. You're not alone. But as we move on to kind of a more lighthearted note to uh, bring our podcast to a circular close. Guys, still suck with speaking in English. But uh, we're moving into rapid fire questions presented to you by Lacey, who we had on the podcast Last time, if you haven't go listen, go listen. It was a great podcast. All the hosts were here. Nobody was deployed. Nobody had prior engagements. We were all here having a great time. So, rapid fire questions presented to you by Lacey. Mr. Dead Zone Plays, what got you into gaming? Uh, my dad's love of World of Warcraft. We love it. First game that you ever played? Uh, I believe it was Halo 2. Ah, uh, mine was Battlefront 2, 2005. Uh, how do you prepare for a stream? Honestly, I don't. I just jump on and say whatever comes out. That is just a great way to do it. How do you just unwind after a stream? Uh, again, I, I don't really. I like to keep my stream relatively chill, so there's not much to unwind from. Uh, what would be your three favorite memories from streaming? Uh, first one would be when I convinced my friends to play Legend Roulette on Apex with me, because that was a very interesting time. Uh, the second one was the um, charity stream that I was doing. And honestly, third is just any interaction I have with uh, fans and followers. What would be your three favorite, uh, your top three favorite content creators, and or three people you would recommend? Uh, Markiplier, Jacksepticeye, and honestly, I'd have to go with Patty Mayo because his videos are always hilarious. A man of class. My safe word is pineapple juice. <laughs> love it. What are some things you would love to do with your platform? Uh, again, promote mental health and help stop, eventually stop suicide, um, meet new people and be the guy that everyone knows that they can rely on when they need to. What is, what would you say was one of the coolest things you got to do because of content creation? Honestly, at the point I'm at right now, I haven't gotten to do too many things. Uh, this podcast is easily number one. Oh, well, thank you for the flattery. 
We appreciate the flattery. So what is at our final question, what would be some advice you would give for someone who wants to start streaming or making content? First one is, if you're going to do it, don't try to do it for the money. Do it because it's something you want to do and you have fun doing. Second, uh, don't try to overwork yourself and force yourself to be a person you're not going to be just to get views and followers. And with that, we have come to a close, to our very end. Thank you so much, Mr. Dead Zone, for popping in and being a part of this episode. It was a very good one. I feel like this was definitely a very mental health forward one, and I very much enjoyed this. I think this one really encapsulated what the podcast, I want the podcast to be. Couldn't thank you enough for coming by and saying hi, doing this interview to begin with. We've taken up enough of your time. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a great one. Goodbye, Mr. Dead. You too, buddy. Well, James, you know, you weren't... You know, I caught the end of that, but I think he's the first person that I've ever heard say, you know, I don't prep and I don't unwind after because I just go with the flow and do everything you're supposed to. That was a very genuine, hard, down-to-earth, truthful answer, and I actually appreciated him for saying that. Well, thank you, James, for at least popping in at the end. See, the plan I'm was sorry, I was late. James, just... but the family exists, and family comes first. Family. But you, yeah, family. But, uh, thank oh, man. you for popping in. I know you can't speak too much on him. You caught, like... Basically... Oh, no, I'm actually, I'm sitting out in front of my, uh, my lovely home right now. I, ju- I just made it home. Yeah, but I was saying, you can't really give us too much insight onto how you felt about him. You caught kind of the back end... No, I mean, from what I caught right there at the, the end, he seemed... You caught the back end of I, the mental health I also health caught thing. that. His, his main focus being, like, really huge on mental health was, was cool. He seems like a very straightforward, down-to-earth kind of human being my favorite kind of human being, so I kind of really am upset about missing this podcast. Yeah, uh, you should have heard me at the beginning bumbling over and over and trying to do just the entirety of this first section of speaking about the games and the sponsor segment on my own. It was pretty funny. Oh, so literally every single time we have a podcast. Yeah, it was about about the same, except I didn't have you or Dragon to save me. Yeah, I sort of bumble with you. It's, I don't really save you. Uh, well, you at least make it look less like I'm an idiot. Or more, depending on how you look at it. But you'll get to listen to the full episode. Yeah, I will. I will definitely come back and listen. Interesting. As we are coming Speaking to the close... It's time to cut on my PlayStation and play some cards. Well... As we're coming to a close, I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. Like I said, this was a very mental fourth. Mental fourth? Mental health. Mental health forwarded episode. episode. And I very much enjoyed it. It really did encapsulate what I want this podcast to be. 
if you did enjoy it, you can uh, follow on whatever podcast you're on and be ready for the next episode as well. If you're on YouTube, you can subscribe. Stop by, say hi. Uh, if anybody has any inquiries or would like to be on the podcast, we have a business email, uh, business.gamingbutatwhatcost, uh, but it's the abbreviation, so business.g... Ah, Gbock is what I call it, but it's G B A W C at gmail.com. Uh this has been your host. Yeah. This has been your host Nighty. This has been co-host James, even though I'm last second. And (laughs) we will see you all next time. Bye bye. Bye.